Welcome back to the Troop Leader Experience podcast. I am really excited for another interview this week. And since we just met a couple of minutes ago, I'm going to go ahead and let you introduce yourself. Tell us who you are, where you're from, what organization you're a part of, and how you're involved with Girl Scouts or Girl Guides. Yes, thank you for having me. Uh, my name is Anne Rans. Uh, I'm a Dutch girl scout uh, and I'm affiliated with Scouting Nederland, which is my member organization. Um, I'm a brownie leader here, assistant leader. Uh, next to that, I'm also a national volunteer with uh, Scouting Nederland, where I'm a coordinator uh, for the international participants for our Sea Scout camp as well as uh, the head of international relations for the European Bosom and Wax uh, Conference. So that's kind of what I uh, do in Scouts. That's a lot of things. That's a lot of stuff that you do. (laughs) So let's start with, tell me a little bit about your organization. Am I correct that you have one scouting organization that serves both boys and girls? Yes, indeed. We're a a co-educational organization. So indeed, we have boys and girls. Um, And I can tell you a bit about how it works. Uh, So we have, if I count correctly, six sections. Uh, So our scouts start at five years old in Beavers. um, And most of those groups are mixed. They're five to seven years old. Uh, Then when you're seven, uh, you bridge over to uh, Cub Scouts, which are seven to 11 year olds. Um, They're the same as brownies basically. Um, And then 11 to 15 is our Scouts. So we really call them Scouts. Um, And then when you're 15 to 18, we have our Explorer groups. Um, And then even for 18 plus, we have for 18 to 21 year olds, uh, we have our Rover Scouts. Uh, And then when you're 21, you're a real adult here. uh, You become just a normal volunteer. Um, Yeah. And yeah, so we have indeed one organization here for both uh, boys and girls, but also our organization is uh, there for land scouts, sea scouts, and even air scouts. Um, So we're a bit different in that way, which is really cool and brings a lot of diversity to our national jamborees. That's super interesting. And I have a million questions. The first first thing is, so your organization serves both boys and girls. Are the groups that you lead, are they mixed both boys and girls or are, are the groups split by gender? So that depends. Um, Every group is free in how they in how they uh, organize that. So right now I uh, lead a group of only girls, um, which is really new for me. Um, but this is just because it's a very very large group. Um, yeah, but most groups and I, as a scout growing up, also was a part of a mixed group. Um, so yeah, it really depends on your own group. That is very interesting. Okay, the next thing that I need to know more about, need to know more about, is land, sea, and air. Tell me what that means and what the different, like, divisions are. Yeah, so our land scouts, that's basically your your basic scouts. We go into the woods, uh, have our meetings there, uh, do some, yeah, some inside programming if the weather is really bad. So basically, yeah, just your basic scouts. 
then sea scouts is more uh, yeah water based. So they go out rowing, swimming, sailing, canoeing, uh, yeah, whatever basically on the water. Um, and then our air scouts, uh, this is only a, a small division within our organization, uh, but they do everything, yeah, uh, with, for example, planes, they're often near airports. Uh, I know that there are some that even get their uh, flying certificates, so they're allowed to fly. Um, so that's kind of what they do. Yeah, so that's kind of how it works. That's so fun. What are the... I don't know, like the goal of your organization and do you have like a promise, a law, mission statement? Like what is what is the purpose of the organization? Yeah, so our general mission and vision is mostly based on uh, development of uh, yeah, children and youth uh, to become yeah, full citizens in our society and based on leadership skills. <laughs> And then, um, so every meeting we recite our our scouts law. Um, I can do it in Dutch for you, uh, but it's very, yeah, I don't know if you want that. Yeah, let's hear it, why not? Okay. Um, <laughs> a scout trekt er samen met anderen op uit om de wereld om zich heen te ontdekken en deze meer leefbaar te maken. A scout is eerlijk, trouw, naar vol. A scout is waardebewust. Uh, en zorgt goed voor de natuur. Een scout respecteert zichzelf en anderen. Ja, so that's our, our scout law. Um, yeah, it's basically, first it talks about that uh, as a scout, we venture into nature together um, to create a better world. Uh, we also take good care of, uh, of nature and um, we are value conscious. Uh, are honest and loyal and friendly and help others. Um, and we respect each other and ourselves. Um, so that's kind of what it means. Yeah, that so that sounds very similar. Um, I love it. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, don't worry. <laughs> so your group that you are an assistant, you said an assistant leader, correct? Yes. So you're an assistant leader for, and you said it's a pretty large group. How large is that group? And what is a typical girl experience like in your group? Yeah, so we have 35 girls walking around. Uh, they're between seven and 11. Um, and well, a typical experience, I think, for our girls is that, uh, well, we have our meetings on Thursdays, uh, Thursday evening. And uh, we all just get together and then we, uh, most of the time we just talk about what everyone did that week. And uh, then we play some games. Um, sometimes we go inside and do some arts and crafts, but most of the time we try to stay outside as long as possible. Um, and yeah, every couple of months we go out and camp uh, outside or sometimes indoors if it's really cold. Um, yeah, and you just uh, move up your sections uh, every, well, every three summers, if you really uh, put it in the, yeah, if you really start at the beginning. Um, and every section just does something more adventurous. So if you start in beavers, it's mostly about uh, learning to play together and that you're one group, which is really important for that developmental age. 
and then in uh, yeah in Cub Scouts you learn more about uh, each other and become more of a friend group slowly and then in Scouts if you're 11 and up it is more about going on adventures together with your friends uh, and just learning all your knots and your survival things and then explorers 15 to 18 you also really learn to develop your own program organize your own camps uh, this is the age where your leaders are not really leading your group anymore but you really make your own program and there's adult supervision uh, and then 18 to 21 is really the age where most yeah where there's uh, these groups are way smaller because everyone just uh, kind of disappears uh, and you really just do all the thing, things you think are fun with your friend group and after that you're just uh, most of us are just volunteers who every yeah who do their things on Saturday or Thursday or uh, they lead their groups but there's also volunteers like me who work more on a national or a regional level. Um, yeah, so that's kind of how it really works and what a typical experience kind of is. Just you move through your levels and you make friends for life. Love that. How does the money work in your organization? Do you have fundraisers? Do the scouts sell anything? Like, do you have cookies or biscuits? Um, yeah, so fundraising here, we have only two really nationally or orientated uh, fundraisers. So we sell uh, lottery tickets um, in, in September um, and like more than 50% of every ticket goes to your own group and then the rest goes to our national organization. Um, and then uh, there's groups that organize their own uh, fundraising. So I have, I was part of a group when I was studying uh, in Groningen, where they actually sold uh, cookies, very large cookies, like they were as large as kind of your average book. Uh, they're specu speculous cookies, um, but there's also groups that sell. Um, like things for gardening, like earth for gardening. And when I was an explorer, we wanted to go to a camp in the Czech Republic and we sold toilet paper door to door uh, because everyone needs toilet paper. And we thought that was like the top of comedy uh, to do. <laughs> so yeah, everyone kind of does their own thing when it comes to fundraising. Wow, that is fascinating. So I, I'm getting the impression that the experience of being a leader is, is comparable, but you also are involved on a regional and national level and with WAGs. And so what else do you do? What does that look like? What are, what are those roles? Yeah, so I think the most interesting role for uh, troop leaders is that I'm an international participant coordinator for our, our national sea scout camp uh, which kind of means that uh, we or every four years we organize a camp for sea scouts uh, in the Netherlands but we always welcome a lot of international participants as well so these are groups that come um, 
come from anywhere, uh, mainly in Europe, uh, to the Netherlands to join us in our camp. And uh, I, together with a colleague of mine, uh, make sure that they have boats here to participate in um, the, uh, the, yeah, the activities. And I make sure that, um, that they actually can get here by train or by plane or however they want. Um, yeah, and I uh, make sure that there's a, a website, for example, in English, so people actually know what they're signing up for, uh, things like that. And this year it's new that we're trying to also organize some international activities for our Dutch scouts uh, to really get to know their, their international counterparts, basically. Uh, so we're going to organize uh, yeah, some international activities in our own kind of tent on our main terrain uh, so they can really experience what it actually means to be a part of WEX or WASM um, in the context, well, in this case of really Sea Scouts. Um, yeah, and then I'm also the head of international relations for the European Conference of WEX and WASM, um, which means right now that I'm working on setting up a help desk for our delegates, uh, for the international commissioners and their delegates uh, that are coming to Rotterdam for this uh, conference. So I'm, yeah, right now I'm working towards being able to actually answer all their questions. Um, and it means that for, for, so the European conference is a seven day event in July, it happens every three years and it's always organized by one European uh, scouting organization. And uh, we, the Scouts in Nederland got the honor to do it for 2022. And together with a team of 10 others, we're organizing this in uh, Rotterdam, which is one of our main cities. Um, yeah, and yeah, so I do everything international basically. So all the everything the international participants want to know, they can ask me. Um, and I also make sure that uh, in the Netherlands, people know that uh, this is an international event that's very special. Um, yeah, and then this summer I was an observer at the WAX World Conference uh, for the Netherlands. And this year it was online, so that was very special. Um, but it basically meant that I was there during all procedural meetings uh, during that conference and uh, helped our international commissioner with preparing statements about certain, uh, yeah, certain decisions, um, as well as having a lot of contact with, for example, uh, we organized it as such that we were together with the Belgium delegation uh, in one uh, space. So I was talking a lot with the Belgians about their proposals and uh, about what they wanted to do. And I worked on a proposal myself about youth, uh, peace and security, and that we should adopt that into uh, WAX as one of the important points. Uh, so yeah, that's kind of what I do at a national and kind of wax level as well that is all so cool it sounds like a lot of fun now you mentioned that you were involved in scouting growing up 
I want to know a lot about that. How long were you involved growing up? Have you been involved the whole time? And since you were in a mixed group growing up, but now you have a group of all girls, do you think that there's a difference in the experience? And then also, I want to know about your favorite memories. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. So uh, my parents dropped me off at Scouts when I was nine because uh, my mom was, was a Scout too uh, growing up. And uh, I caught the bug and now I'm 21 and I've never stopped and I can't imagine my life without scouts. Um, yeah, so growing up in uh, a mixed group, I didn't think that was, I thought everyone had that experience of being in a mixed group. Uh, and I did not find it very, yeah, exciting or fun to be like with boys. It was just what kind of happened. But what I noticed now that I'm a, a leader of a group that's only girls is that there's definitely uh, a difference. Like I know that with the boys, uh, we were doing a lot of like more rough games uh, where like playing tech was uh, a lot more kind of violent in a way. Like I came home pretty like, covered in much every week and since I've been a leader of a basically girls only uh my girls go home very clean and yeah they might have some like residue uh, glitter from an, an art project but that's about it um so that's definitely very different uh but I also think that being growing up in a co-ed co group it meant that uh, like I really had to sometimes stand up for myself and for what I need as a Girl Scout because it's just definitely when you're in purity, it's a bit different uh, to be a girl than a boy. So definitely had to stand up for myself there. Um, yeah. So when it comes to memories, I think every camp was great. Uh, I remember one of my first camps was um, was our regional uh, camp in the spring, which is always um, with like almost 4,000 scouts, which is a lot because uh, the Netherlands has 110,000 scouts and having 4,000 in one place is a lot, um, but we have it every year. And my first, so I was nine and this was my first camp. And I remember just being completely amazed by how many scouts there were and how many people like me basically were there. Um, and I, uh, there's like one picture of me back then where I, I guess it's the last day, uh, but my, uh, like I'm sitting there with like one of my best friends at the time and we're just like, you can see the excitement and also how tired we are in that picture and just how, how much fun we had that camp. And I don't remember much of the activities that we do. I just remember that I had a lot of fun. Um, and our theme for some reason was like uh, scary and spooky, but I don't remember it being scary or spooky. I just remember having a lot of fun. Um, and yeah, we went to that camp every year till I was 15. 
Um, and it was just amazing. Every year I saw my friends that were from all over the region. And uh, we did a lot of activities like we had. Uh, so it's kind of a competition. Um, so every, like from Scout to age up. So when you're 11, it, the camp turns into a bit more of a competition where um, you as a group have, can win prizes, but also within your group as a troop of like eight scouts, uh, you can win prizes and they're based on how good you can hike or how fast, it kind of depends on which hike you take, um, but also at how your team spirit, um, how good you are at cooking and how, how well you are actually also at keeping your campground clean. Um, how your tent looks, how your uniform looks, even for some groups. Um, yeah, but also just how, yeah, community, how, how you're doing with your community within your little sub camp. Um, so that's really fun. And because it always has a very big theme and you can win prize for the theme, how you put it uh, in your campsite, uh, it also just looks beautiful. Um, so I remember having a pirate theme at some point and our neighboring group uh, built an actual pirate ship uh, on their campgrounds. And that was so cool. Like everyone just really wanted to be friends with that group because who doesn't want a pirate ship uh, to be their campgrounds? Um, yeah, and we all always had like a, uh, uh, a pineapple yeah pineapple uh, as our like central hut for our own group and so we always could find our home basically for those five days that we were there um, and we were the only group that had that which meant that everyone who wasn't in our group really wanted to be friends with us as well because if it were raining which happens a lot here uh, we were the only group that could actually still have a campfire uh, and sit kind of shielded from the wind without getting wet ourselves. Um, so I, I've made a lot of good friends around that campfire. Um, yeah, so I think that's like from when I was a, a when I was a youth member. That's definitely one of my best memories. That camp is just really awesome. That Those are some really cool stories. I love that. So let's fast forward as an adult volunteer. What's one of your proudest moments? Um, so I have two kind of. One is from being a national volunteer, uh, but the other one I think was more of a, was from me being a leader in a scouts group. So 11 to 15, and I think it holds like uh, a lot of educational value as well. So last year uh, we had a, a scout who came out to us as non-binary. And uh, this was uh, very, like we never, as a group of leaders, we're, we were, all, were all very young and we have had never had something like that happen. Um, so, we had we held a meeting with our own group of scouts about this and talked about okay diversity how does it work lgbtq um and they were all so accepting of each other and how they were feeling and uh they were so open 
uh, about uh, yeah about that experience of uh, being non-binary for that one scout, but also about how the others just accepted that and found that very normal. While we, even though we're all still pretty young, some of us had a bit more difficulty with that. And uh, yeah, after we had that talk with them, which was a really good talk, sometimes one of the leaders slipped up with, for example, using the wrong name or the wrong pronoun. And the kids were really helpful in just saying like, hey, just FYI, you use the wrong pronoun or the wrong name. And like, that's just really, I think that I was so proud of them for being so accepting and just helping each other and also us as leaders. Uh, yeah, and I think that's really good because it also shows that everyone's welcome in Scouts. Yeah, that's so beautiful. And you know what? That's a really huge benefit and blessing of having a group that is not gender specific because in the U.S., um, probably acceptance in either organization, because Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts are totally separate organizations here, and probably acceptance in either organization for people who fall on a spectrum of not necessarily identifying in a gender binary um, probably varies depending on your location in either organization. I think that there's definitely room for positive experiences and traumatic experiences. So, um, but I think that that would be a really big blessing where if you're not in a group that is gender specific, then there's just, you're just scouts and there's just room for everyone, which is kind of important. <laughs> so yeah, that's a really good one. I love that. Okay. Tell me your other one. What What's the proudest moment as a national volunteer? Yeah. So as a national volunteer, I was part of uh, the Rover Way uh, planning team, which is kind of like being international staff, except uh, in the Netherlands. So the Netherlands organized the Rover Way, which is an in, uh, a European region uh, camp for Rover Scouts. So that's the age 18 till 21. Um, and uh, so I worked in the planning team and I only came to be in the planning team two days before the event actually started. So I was rather new. And at the time I had just turned 18. So this was my first event as well as like an actual volunteer uh, being an adult. So everything was basically new. Um, and we set up this great camp and we like, I was part of a, a path. So that's kind of a subgroup that leads a group of Rover Scouts in the Netherlands for five days. Um, so I was outside of our base camp at some point, and then I was in the, the base camp again. And like the last night when we had the closing night with all the, I think it was about 5,000 uh, Rover Scouts. Uh, we, it was a big party and everyone was having a lot of fun. And at some point I, uh, I, I yeah, I had the duty of um, Throw it, making sure that other people were throwing very large balls into the public so they could just make them jump around and stuff like that. So I had to coordinate that and that was my first coordination job and I found that very exciting. But I was so in the moment that only when I at some point was done with that and walked up to like a hill nearby where some of my friends were sitting and I watched over that massive 
group of rover scouts that were just jumping around and having so much fun that then I only realized what we had accomplished in like those 10 days. We kind of created a tiny little community of people that were just, yeah, they all felt such kinship to each other. And I think I was the first time that I really, really felt that I was part of this very large yeah brother and sisterhood and I felt so proud of us as a team that we had organized this and that it worked out so well and just also of myself for daring to take that step at just yeah just 18 to actually go to a camp and actually like help kind of organize that uh, so yeah that's that's that <laughs> awesome awesome stories what is one of your craziest or silliest memories as an adult volunteer with scouting? So most of my adult volunteering took place, sadly enough, during the pandemic. So most of my good memories are from that Roverway camp three years ago. Uh, so this one is as well. Um, but we had some problems with the heat, which doesn't really happen that much in Netherlands. Uh, we have a very cold climate and very wet climate. Uh, but that summer we had a heat wave. Uh, so there were a lot of, so we wanted to have our rover scouts cook themselves on fire because that's what we do here uh, with our own scouts. Um, but the firefighters wouldn't allow us to do that where we had planned it. So we had to uh, switch up where we had to do that. Uh, but this added a lot of time to our program and also made for uh, the fact that not all rover scouts could cook at the same time. Um, so we suddenly have had like 2,000 rover scouts uh, left without a plan and also without volunteers that could provide a real program because all our volunteers were also making dinner or eating uh, in our canteen. Um, so me and our international commissioner at the time and some other random volunteers were pulled away from everywhere and we were set on this big stage and we were like okay so what now uh so then we danced the macarena for a solid 10 minutes on a stage while uh all the rover scouts were coming in and i thought this was fine nobody will ever see this because i am very i'm a very bad dancer uh so I was like that's this is fine nobody will see uh, and then like I finally had Wi-Fi again at night at some point and I looked on my phone and I saw that this had been live streamed on Instagram and I like I had uh, some messages from friends and from family like hey we we, saw, we knew you were at camp but we didn't know you could dance so there was a video of me dancing very badly the Macarena uh, yeah, <laughs> it, it was very funny. <laughs> that is amazing. Thank you for sharing that. So tell me, and I feel like I can guess what the answer is going to be based on what you just told me, but what has been the biggest challenge for you as a leader? That's a very good question. Um, so really event-wise, um, I think actually was... Uh, our national jamboree that happened in, uh, well, that should have happened in 2020, I should say, 
Uh, I did also uh, their coordination, their international participants, and it was the first time of a real, having a, an actual coordination job for a longer period of time. And then in April, we got to hear that we weren't allowed to do the camp. Uh, and me and my colleague at the time had to cancel it. And like, this was for the rest of our participants, our Dutch participants. This was all done like nationally and by like a very large group of communication people and people that really, yeah, that had wor been working on this for a longer time, but because we only had two people doing the international participants coordination, we had to translate all the documents that had to be sent to the groups to make sure that the cancellation process would go smooth, but we had to explain everything, take all the calls uh, that were coming from the international participants, and this all in a span of 24 hours while I was still also just studying at university and trying to do my coursework, uh, because it was also, I think, exam season around that time. And I think that that was a big challenge. I learned a lot from it um, as to how you actually deal with calamities, um, but it was really hard. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think that was definitely event-wise the biggest challenge. Yeah, that's definitely a big challenge. And um, yeah, that's what I assumed you were going to say was something to do with the pandemic since you mentioned that that had been such a huge part of your experience as a leader. And it's funny because, I mean, obviously we can all relate to that. Um, and, you know, whatever it was that we had to cancel, which was, I mean, really everything for a long time. Right. Yes. And so, um, and even still so many things just being on hold, you know, just perpetual cancellation basically. So um, yeah, it's really hard. It's really, really hard and making an effective, meaningful program in the midst of a pandemic that's now going on two years is hard. It's really hard. So mm -hmm. I feel, I feel for you on that. Um, okay. Last question. It's a big one. What does Girl Scouting mean to you? That's a very good one. Um, so uh, because I now have some more experience like internationally and especially with like uh, joining the WAX World Conference, I had some more time to re really reflect on that and also tell others about it. Um, but I think that Girl Scouting for me really means that uh, you kind of have an extended family of people uh, that are all kind of like you, but you can learn so much from them. At the same time, uh, I think what Girl Scouting also means is that you really work uh, on your personal development, who you are as a person, and especially your leadership skills, which is something that's so important. Um, and I think it also, yeah, I, like I would not have been the confident person with the leadership skills that I have uh, if it weren't for Girl Scouts. And uh, I think, I hope that I'm also instilling that sense of confidence and like how you can be a leader in big and small ways in my own girls, uh, in my own group. Um, so yeah, I think that that really is what Girl Scouting is a way to 
develop your own skills as a person and become the person you are and are meant to be. And at the same time, being part of such a big uh, brother and sisterhood that you can't even imagine uh, how big it actually is because there's 10 million Girl Scouts and 54 just Scouts in general. And I can't even imagine that many people being in one place, but that is indeed what Girl Scouts and Boy Scouts is a very large movement of people that are all driven uh, by the sense of creating a better world. Yes, um, all of that. Totally agree. Great answer. And all of your answers have been great. This has been delightful. I love your stories and um, just such a such colorful imagery. And um, yeah, this was really fun. And I really I'm so glad that we had a chance to meet today. And um, and just thank you for everything that you're doing for girls locally, regionally, internationally. Um, thank you. It's you're an, an incredible person, an incredible leader. And um, I have no question, as you were saying, that you are passing those incredible things on to uh, the next generation. So thank you for all of that. And thank you for taking some time to hang out with me today. Yes, thank you too. <laughs>